The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dale Spencer, your host, and of course you're listening to History Island on LI Talk Radio 103.9. So, uh, for all of you who were with us last week, we of course spent some time in Patchog. And uh, a wonderful, amazing town, a great comeback of a town. And we were um, talking with uh, Steve Lucas last week at, about the museum and the historical society. And we talked a lot about the history leading up to the modern day in Patrick, which is just a great renaissance in a town. So anyway, I'm going to talk about a couple more modern things and update us a little in what's going on today in Patrick. So one of the things I'm going to be talking about is one of the most amazing places you would want to go see an event, the Patrick Theater. The Patchogue Theater, which originally opened in 1923, is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. Um, a great, amazing theater. Um, so it was originally built in 1923, and at that time it was called Ward and Glynn's Theater. And it was uh, it did various things. It did um, some some burlesque shows, believe it or not, as well as showing movies that were coming out, new movies. And it also did some uh, cabaret and different things. So it operated for a long time in the village with great, beautiful, classic theaters. So beautiful. Now, the theater is located, by the way, at 71 East Main Street in Patchogue. So in the recent times, it has been lovingly restored to its original grandeur um, by a great group of people that are running it. And uh, there's been a lot of help. Um, at the time it opened, by the way, it was the largest theater in Suffolk County back in 1923. Pretty impressive. In this town that, of course, as we were telling you last week, was full of wonderful places to eat, entertainment. There was over 30 hotels in Patchogue in its history in the old days. And they were all uh, amazing. And they had great restaurants in them. And it was a big tourist draw. It was a place where you could come out and take the train from the city. And you could access a boat to bring you over to Fire Island. You could get meals, great meals in the restaurants there. And in the middle of all this, the Patchogue Theater opened back in its time. And it's a, it's a great place. Now, right today, it's an independent, non-for-profit organization that's running it. And we're going to talk a lot more about that on this show. And the, the theater went along for a really long time. And what happened is in it, it eventually, in the more modern era, started falling into disrepair. And there eventually came a time when the theater really just sat for a number of years, um, not used. But, of course, the whole amazing transformation in Patchogue happened, um, aided by a lot of people, not the least of who was our mayor, Paul Pontieri. And um, the Patchogue Theater eventually opened back up and started being renovated. And what's happened in the re recent years, excuse me, is that... The theater has been really brought back to the grandeur of what it used to once be. But not only that, it's been improved for the modern age. So it's got an amazing world-class sound system. Um, and it can do a lot of different kinds of events and does do a lot of different kinds of events. Um, back in 1929, 
after the theater operated for a few years as the original theater, it was actually sold to the Prudential Theater Group, and um, they kept it a movie house for, God, the next 40 years after that. Um, And fortunately, in 1958, a fire destroyed the lobby. So they changed it up a little. They put a new smaller lobby in, and it kept operating. Now, in 1980, United Artists bought the theater, and they converted it eventually to a three-theater multiplex, which is a little hard to imagine in a beautiful theater like that. But um, this was the era that um, began when the single-screen theaters all started becoming multiplexes. I think a lot of people remember that. And what's happened since that time is a lot of the theaters aren't multiplexes anymore, and they like to make it a better experience to go. Um, so anyway, a lot when they converted it to that, a lot of the interior was really, really covered up. Um, you know, plastic columns were smashed up, uh, sheetrock and wallpaper covered a lot of the beautiful features of the theater. And um, but it was still serving the community, and it was a multiplex. Um, now, several years after that, it eventually did go out of business, and that's when it stood empty, forlorn, and forgotten. And then what started happening was the village started reviving. Um, New restaurants brought in. Um, People who went to Patchogue a lot in the uh, 70s or 80s might remember that Patchogue really had lost a lot of its luster and wasn't the greatest place to go hang out at night. Of course, today, it's not like that at all anymore. Thousands of people on a Saturday night. The restaurants are packed. Um, you could go uh, for months, every night to Patchogue and eat in a different restaurant, never even have to go in the same restaurant. Um, the Patchogue Theater's revival has been a great piece of it because culturally it's really improved. Um, I do want to give a mention to, um, to one new business that's going to come around soon, and I think it's going to be a nice little touch, and that's the place called Pinball America. And right on Main Street, they're going to open a store that's going to be based on pinball games. I'm not sure how this guy's going to set it up, but he has great plans for it. And he says he wants it to be a place that you can stop in for a few minutes and entertain yourself or take a long time and spend a day down there playing pinball, which is, of course, probably one of the things I'll be doing sometimes. But uh, it's uh, the, the town just keeps getting better and better. And so as the theater um, developed, uh, different things Happened And um, eventually now what's happened is its grandeur from the original 1923 um, opening has been brought back. It took a lot of work. Seats were donated. They got some seats from the Imperial Theater in Manhattan. And um, it's been just beautifully restored. And, and what happened is as it goes along, um, since 1998, it's been pretty much operating now directly. And um, some... Uh, some different people have um, taken over the promotion and the operation of the theater as it's gone on, um, and it's really, really improved. So we're going to actually talk to the executive director and um, also the associate director of the museum when we come back from our commercial break, and they can tell us about some of the things that are going on there today. Um, there's a whole nice uh, lineup of different things, and they'll tell you all about that. And, um, yeah, that's really the theater. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit and just mention some of the great restaurants in town because there are so many great restaurants. Now, if any of you out there 
live around and you haven't been down to Patchogue recently, it really, really requires a visit because it's an amazing village. It's the greatest renaissance I've seen in Suffolk County of any village. And as many of us know, the old villages from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, they all kind of declined and didn't have great, great business anymore. The malls took over a lot of that business. But now in the last decade, they've started making comebacks. Bayshore has done a nice job and made a really beautiful comeback. And they, of course, had the Bolton Center open for a long time, doing great programming, too. And... um. But the biggest one has been Patchogue because Patchogue has made a night and day transition. It's really amazing, actually, what they've done. And so we're going to go to a break in a minute and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little more about the Patchogue Theater. So you're listening to History Island, 103.9 FM on LI Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dale Spencer. And off we go to the break. And I'm Lisa Steffens, and we work at BLD's Restaurant on Hawkins Avenue in Ronkonkoma. And we would love for everybody to come on down and visit us and check out our food items and our friendly atmosphere. We decorate all the time year-round. And like I said, we are family-owned. I'm there 20 years. Mike next to me is there about 15. And we would love everybody to come in and join us. Yeah, you have to try our pancakes, our waffles, our French toast. Even our ribs are good. Burgers are great as well. And don't forget, our police officers, our veterans, our fire department, we give discounts for veterans, police officers, seven days a week. So come on down and visit us. Our business hours are 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're known for your home away from home. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dale Spencer, your host, and you are listening to History Island on 103.9 FM, LI News Radio. So anyway, back to the show. Um, we have been talking about Patchogue. We've been taking a nice visit down to Patchogue and seeing all the amazing renaissance of what's going on. So now that I've given you a little history about the Patchogue Theater, a great, great music venue, um, let me introduce my two guests tonight. So my guests are Michelle Rizzoberg, who is the executive director of the museum. Hi there. Hi. Welcome. And Jody Giambroni, the associate director of the museum. Hello. 
Hi. Hi. Well, these two are doing an amazing job. And, uh, well, let's hear a little about what you got going on at the theater these days. Well, um, thank you so much for having us on. We're really excited to be here talking about our upcoming season, which is also our 100th year anniversary season. So you had mentioned a whole wonderful um, history of the theater, and it's obviously brought it right up to today, which is bringing us here. And we are starting our season off, actually, this upcoming Saturday with a performance called uh, Harry uh, Chapin at 80. It's a retrospective, and it is with uh, Tom Chapin and Jen Chapin, and we are looking forward to that show because talk about history on Long Island, Harry Chapin is part of that history. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen one of those Harry Chapin historical things with the family. And what they also do is, of course, bring Harry's old band. And that's who backs up the musicians on the stage, which is a really, really fun thing. Because any of you who might have seen Harry, that band was a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a really great show. And, you know, for us to be able to have that be one of our opening uh, shows of the season is really special, again, because of the history of the theater being 100 years old and Harry Chapin, you know, would have been 80. So it's it's just going to be a really special evening of music. And we're also going to be asking people to bring um, non-perishable foods to the theater so that we can give it to Long Island Cares. So there's just going to be a lot of love in that room and a lot of really, really great uh, music and a lot of camaraderie that right. evening. And as usual, as Harry had done for his whole life, the family is just following up and supporting hunger. Uh, it started out with World Hunger Year with Harry. He started Long Island Cares. Of course, they've been on a recent show, and they continue the great work of Harry. So it is. It's a great opening for the season. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it, and we are really proud of the fact that we are able to be at that theater for what will be its 100th year um, as a theater. You know, you mentioned all the different variations from the single movie theater to the multiplex to vaudeville. I mean, there's been so much that happened on that stage over the last 100 years, and we're hoping to continue that legacy by bringing just as much great entertainment. And that's what this 100th year anniversary is going to be about. You know, not only do we have Harry Chapin, you know, we're bringing um, entertainment in from television from movies from um, artists that were from the 70s artists from the 60s artists from the 80s so we're bringing almost all these different decades of entertainment coming in for our 100 year anniversary yeah which is really really great and i know you guys are doing a lot more than just uh, you want to mention a couple of the concerts that are, are coming up so uh we have not only like i said this harry chapin show uh talk about um, entertainers from television. We have three cast members from The Sopranos that are coming in and they're doing something called In Conversation with The Sopranos. So, I mean, talk about an iconic show and to have them, three of those actors on our stage is going to be uh, a night to remember. So whoever has tickets for that event, uh, good for you guys because you can't get a ticket anywhere. So to see Michael Imperioli and Vincent Pastorian, um, Steve Sharippa is uh, hosted by Joey Cola, you know, a Long Island comedian is going to be a lot of fun and really exciting, you know, and then we've got stuff like the Atlantic Wind Ensemble who are a staple here at the theater. They're going to be doing their programs throughout the year and they're going to be putting together a special event for our hundred year anniversary as well. So there's just so many different types of events that are going to come through from not only our main stage, but we also have um, what we call the loading dock where we do somewhat cabaret style 
performances actually on our stage. Oh, wow. On the stage. In other um, words, the patrons are actually on yeah, the stage. Yeah, so we set up, it looks like almost a cabaret nightclub, and there's tables, um, bistro tables, and there's four people around a table, and we do all different kinds of entertainment on the loading dock. It's it's designed for comedy. We've done these sort of like um, sideshow uh, shows, and we also have, uh, coming up for a 100-year anniversary, we have a really great barbershop quartet. That's going to be performing on our loadings out call around midnight. I mean, how fun is that going to be? Well, yeah, and especially when you're doing it on a stage that once hosted the Marx Brothers. So, you know, you're going back to some of the great comedians that appeared there at that theater. So it's just carrying on the legacy of all the great different work that goes on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing the kinds of entertainment that have happened over the course of um, those 100 years. Mm. Um, I know you have a bunch of more performances, right? Um, yeah, we have so much coming up. We, you know, we're just going down the calendar. Uh, Big Head's Hot on the Monsters, uh, the Winery mm. Dogs, uh, uh, John Lodge from the Moody Blues. I mean, you name it, we're we're bringing it here, and we're able to do that um, because of the beautiful, rich nature of that theater and the support of the community and the village and the chamber. You know, everyone is so supportive of that theater and to be able to program it and bring this kind of entertainment here um, on Long Island in a village is incredible. Oh, yes, it's an incredible village. I agree. And the great lineup of people. I mean, I love it. It's, um, you know, we love John Lodge. I know you also have Judy Collins appearing sometime pretty soon. We do. We have Judy Collins coming in April. I mean, she is iconic as well. So to have her on that stage and I know she's been on that stage I think before right Jody she's been she has yes. she's performed at the theater uh you know we've got Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes coming boy a fun night for all yeah <laughs> you know we uh we just announced the English beat oh yeah so that's gonna be fun I mean and again talk about having people from not only television but from movies we're bringing in the cast of Napoleon Dynamite wow which was such a fun movie to so to have those guys on our stage to talk about the film we're also bringing in Bruce Campbell um, and he's going to be doing a show talking about the films that he's been in. And I mean, it's just amazing the kind of stuff that's coming to our stage this year. Yeah. And all right here in Patchogue. All right in Patchogue. Yep. So what you don't I even tell. have to go to the city. That's right. You don't have to go to the city. Um, it, you, well, what I could tell is everyone is go on the website of the Patchogue Theater and you'll see the amazing lineup of things that keep showing up in that in the season. And uh, you'll find something you really want to see. I really think that this current um, lineup of events, there really is something for everybody. I, I couldn't imagine somebody coming to me and saying, oh, there's nothing there that I want to see or there's nothing I like. I, I can't imagine that. There's so much. There's so much to see at the Patchogue Theater. And not only is it close to home, it's affordable entertainment as well. Well, exactly. It's not super expensive and you don't have to buy your tickets from Ticketmaster, for example, where you're going to pay a $30 fee for every ticket you buy. It's actually affordable and it's a great place to go. And you spend the night there, you can get into town, you can get a bite to eat if you want. There's endless food choices. There's so many restaurants to eat in Patchogue. There's so many places to drink before the show. There's places to get coffee. There's places to get dessert. I mean, you really, you come into the village of Patchogue, there's really no reason to go anywhere else, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I kind of agree with that, too. I know that we spent a couple of weeks, a lot of time in Patchogue, the last two weeks, preparing for this show and getting a feel for the village. And it's just an amazing place to go. I know I say that about a lot of villages because there are a lot of amazing places to go on Long Island. 
but that's really a spectacular place to go. Um, I know there's a lot of different things that have gone on there to really improve the experience there, too. And uh, one of them I know is the sound system. Um, the sound system has really been upgraded to the point where it's really excellent sound. It's a beautiful, cozy place to go. It's less than 2,000 seats, right? It's 1106. Yeah, so it's a nice, intimate place, great sound, and great performances happening. Well, anyway, we're coming right up to another break, and um, we're going to take a break on LI News Radio 103.9. This is History Island, and I'm your host, Dale Spencer. And I have two very special guests, the executive director and the associate director of the Patrick Theater. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So as usual, you're listening to History Island on 103.9 FM LA News Radio. And of course, I'm Dale Spencer, your host. And I have my very special guests with me tonight, Michelle Rizzo-Berg and Jody Giambroni from the Patchogue Theater. Hi. Hi. So anyway, um, Michelle, so um, you're doing, you're really responsible for all this amazing programming that's happening down there, right? Yes. Guilty. Uh, and uh, yeah, amazing. And um, how did you get into doing all this? I always at a young age had a love of music and live concerts and thought that's the industry I wanted to be in. So I worked really hard at making that happen mm-hmm. and came from a couple of other venues prior to landing at the Patchogue Theater. Oh, well, I tell you that you have a sparkling gem of a theater that you're running now, and the amazing program that you're creating is really showing. You Thank know, you. I'm uh, and uh, and how about you, Jody? You what do you do at the museum mostly? Marketing and at the theater? Yes, we. Mm-hmm. I do mostly the marketing. I handle all the grants, and I also do sponsorship. Right now, I'm currently working on our new digital playbill. Um, so in keeping with our energy efficient upgrades that we received from Johnson Controls, um, we have decided to go green. Um, so over the summer, we ended up getting a new HVAC system. Lighting was upgraded to all LED systems. So we And solar panels. Solar panels on the ceiling and even in the parking lots. Um, so we just decided that we should be cutting back on the amount of paper. Paper is out of control. It's expensive right now. So um, we want to cut back on our footprint. And um, we've decided to go digital with our season program, which you're actually going to get some like more exposure because um, we notice that people come into the theater and they are looking at their phones. They're not looking at our playbill anymore. So we'll give them something to look at on their phones. <laughs> oh, that's a very small thing. You're right, because people can't do anything but look at their phones right. these days. So everywhere they go, that's what they're doing. 
Right. So yeah. we're making all of them, all of the, the pages will be full page color ads. You'll not only, um, everybody's going to get a, a QR code that you can scan when you come in, but also we have a digital display in our lobby. It's about a 65 inch TV with uh, all of our advertisers rotating through it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And going green is the way to go. Yes. I mean, we're all trying to create a smaller footprint here on Earth. And a cultural place like you, I know you're going to have a lot of the artists who are going to come in and they're really going to appreciate that because a lot of people care about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, you, when uh, we're just advancing our shows, we see a lot of things in the riders, you know, no styrofoam and they prefer real cutlery versus plastic. So we're seeing a lot of that and we want to be able to um, continue that all through the theater if we can with being green. Oh, yeah, that's that's really great. In the more modern world we live in, you guys are, are keeping up with the times, yeah. And we're honestly also finding that our playbills end up on the floor. People stick gum in them. <laughs> you know, they, 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 spill, they spill their water or their beverages all over it. And it just... I, I don't like seeing all that waste after our performances. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I, I guess I'm better on the playbill than the bottom of the seat, but still I know just what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> There's still going to be some people who want to see that actual physical book, so we will run a small run of those playbills for mm -hmm. those people. You know, if maybe if an artist is signing autographs at the end of the night, it's nice to people have People love bill. having those playbills signed. But yeah, as, yeah. as uh, if we can control it, uh, how many we give away and, you know, make sure that they're being used in a, in a good way, not being a gun <laughs> uh, respect <yeah. laughs> receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense because in my life, every show I've ever gone to a play, we collect the playbill. We bring it home. We have a collection of them. But you see lots of people just throw oh, them yeah. down on the they ground. Up yeah, and we, you know, fire. look, we over time, we, re we recycle as many as we can. But then, you know, there's a large amount that aren't able to be recycled. And it's just so wasteful. Yeah, and that kind of waste is not something you want to see, you know. And the playbill is one of the, one of the biggest ways, actually, that we also raise funds for the theater. So to be able to um, generate the that... Um, that money and put it more towards the theater versus the printing of the actual playbill is going to be helpful for us as well. Because as a nonprofit, that playbill is one of the ways in which we are able to um, continue the programming that we do. Right, right. And now with all this amazing program, you guys are a nonprofit. Yes. So um, do you have to worry about raising your own money or do you have anyone who's really helping you out with that? Uh, we raise our own money, you know, and then we we have sponsors and you know, um, endowments, things of that nature. And we also, as a way to um, keep costs down, we do have a volunteer program. So our ticket takers, our ushers are actually volunteers. So we have a lot of wonderful retirees. We have people, uh, students that come in and dedicate their time to helping us put on the show, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, that's, You know, that that's when you have free time to give and you want to give it, to the theater and not take any money for it is is really great and really wonderful. So we are very grateful to the volunteers that come in and work with us. Oh, now, um, if uh, are there opportunities for other people to come in and volunteer with you? There are always opportunity to volunteer at the Patchogue Theater. All the information is on our website, patchogtheater.org, and it's T-H-E-A-T-R-E, -E, not E-R, dot org. So if somebody's listening and they're interested in volunteering, they can certainly go to the website and get more information about it. Oh, that's great. 
So everybody out there hear that? There's many of you culture lovers out there who might be looking for a little volunteering opportunity for yourself, a chance to get involved with something really great that's going on. And um, here it is. Get yeah. in touch with them. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, our volunteers have a great time. They're all friends with each other. We have a lot of, like I said, retirees, a lot of married retirees. So we have a lot of husbands and wives that volunteer together, which is a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's a way to get to see a show uh, at no cost. Ah, uh, that's a good point, too. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, if you think about it, the, the performances start at 8 and then by 8.30, 845, most of our guests are in, they're seated, so the volunteers, if they want to, then have the opportunity to continue watching the remainder of the show. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's so, everybody get involved with that. Um, I know you guys got a great sound system in the theater. It's been there for a number of years at this point, right? Right, so our sound, you know, our the... the the bones of our system has been in place for years, though throughout uh, the pandemic, we actually were able to uh, be provided with a new sound board. So the audio board, our front of house board is brand new, um, beautiful digital board, as well as we were able to um, gain access to a new lighting board, oh, as cool. well as uh, streaming equipment. So we are able to stream our performances live should the artist want to do that. But with um, that equipment, we're actually now going to be showing the uh, digital feed of the performance in our lobby. So uh-huh. if you run out to go to the bathroom or get a drink or you're, you know, want to get some air cause it's too hot in the theater and you go out into the lobby, you'll still be able to see what's happening on stage. Oh, that's such a wonderful. Thing. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that we're trying to enhance the experience of our guests. Uh, that's something I've actually seen in Broadway theaters where uh, the music, when you had to leave and go to the bathroom, if you had to leave, you could still hear it in the ba- in the bathroom and come back and not miss anything. And But um, that's a great, great innovation to have in the theater. Yeah, I mean, the th- mm-hmm. you know, the theater is, it's an older theater. We don't want to ruin the look of the theater, the feel of the theater, though we are trying to bring some new modern technology into the space where it's it's not offensive, you know, we're not we're not turning it into a bar, you know, we're not going to start putting quick draw machines in there, but we're going to be able to give our guests a little bit more, you know, when when they come into the theater to experience, um, you know, because we're 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 not a new space, so we don't have all those bells and whistles that a new facility will have. But, you know, what we have is really wonderful and it's really charming and it's really special. I was going to say the charm, part of the charm of it is that you don't walk in and get assaulted by all the tuning technology. You just kind of, it fits into what you do. Yeah, we're, we, you know, w- with our, um, you know, somebody who works at the village, you know, we we work with him and we say, okay, you know, is it okay? Where can we put this? Will it look all right? So we really... We don't want to ruin the integrity of that space yeah, by any yeah. means, whether it's with sponsorship banners or signage or with any technology that we're putting up there. We really work hard and think about where it can go and how it'll affect the overall aesthetic of the building. Right. And that it's a great thing to see that two people like you are running the place because it's obvious how good it's changing. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we congratulate you for that. We're really proud of that. You know, this yeah. theater has been... Again, around 100 years, it's been operating as Patchwork Theater for about 25? 25 years. You know, and to be part of this new um, new group of people who are bringing the theater into the next 100 years is really exciting. And for me, it's really special. You know, this is the, I think, fourth venue that I've worked at. So to be able to work at some pretty iconic places on Long Island and now to be in Patchogue is is 
so special for me and it's great and I'm and I'm very honored to be part of what's happening there. Also, by the way, mention a couple of the venues you've worked at because that's an impressive list of places. I started my career at the Westbury Music Fair, spent some time at Jones Beach Amphitheater, then on to the Nassau Coliseum, and then at the Bolton Center where I spent 15 years and now here at Patchogue in the Patchogue Village at the Patchogue Theater. Right. So I'm sure many of you out there who would listen to this and go to concerts like me, this is who you can thank for a (laughs) lot of the things that have been booked over the years that you've seen and the fine quality of how those venues were operated. Thank you. Well, you know, the Bolton Center was really the one that I had the most hand in and did all the programming and all of the um, things that happened on that stage. So I'm really proud of the work that I did there and to be able to continue it at the Patchogue Theater um, on a bigger scale is for me... Um, it's it's a dream, you know, to be able to be at that space. Oh, I can only imagine how rewarding that has it to be. It is. For me, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to grow up on Long Island, uh, seeing shows, loving concerts, and then having the opportunity to work at all these venues and now be at Patchogue, where not my hometown, but close enough, and it's like my hometown, it's wonderful. Well, it almost kind of becomes part of your hometown. Yeah. Because you're so involved. It's a village where everybody is so friendly and so involved with each other. I have to say the Patchogue Village is like no other community I've ever been part of. You know, I I worked in Bayshore for 15 years and it was wonderful there. But to come into Patchogue and, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, the mayor, the trustees, you know, the the village employees, you know, and the staff here at the Patchogue Theater, it is, it's something I've... I don't even know how to describe it. It is such an amazing um, It should be a reality show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) But it's really wonderful. I mean, the support that this theater is given by so many people is is tremendous, and it's special. By the way, I want to mention uh, one volunteer. I believe she's a volunteer, Robin, who's in the box office. She's not a volunteer. She is actually on our staff, and she is... Customer service at its finest. Exactly. She is, she is, I consider her a national treasure, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she truly is a treasure. I went down and I had a talk with her the other day, and I was blown away by the time I left there. She made me love everything about the theater. She's so enthusiastic, really knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, We're real, very lucky to have her. Yeah. When you get people like that, it's a real asset to have them. Yeah. She was with me at the Bolton Center. Oh, she was with you at the Bolton Center. Yeah, and I was able to, you know, I I basically I took my Bolton Center family and dropped them into a bigger house at Patchogue Theater. So my technical director is from the Patchogue Theater. A lot of the concession um, that are selling you the beer and the wine are from the Patchogue Theater. Robin is from the Patchogue Theater. So I mean, from uh, the Bolton Center. So they all are now with me at the Patchogue Theater. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So now I know that you have your big 100th anniversary coming up, right? So that's May 23rd, I believe, the theater is going to be 100 years old? Yes, the theater is going to be 100 years old on the 23rd, but we're celebrating on the 20th. Oh, on the 20th. Yes. Oh, okay. And what do you have planned for that? You, you want to take that one? Or? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why don't you take that one? So uh, we, uh, our plans for the 20th is to do a big celebration with Louis Prima Jr., How much fun is that going to be? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, we we get a lot of um, Celtic programming and, you know, it's this is good to have the balance with. The Italian programming, because <laughs> you're either right. Italian or Irish in Patchogue. So. <laughs> well, or, I think or, on Long Island, Spanish. I don't want to cliche Long Island, but yes. Italian in Patchogue, mm-hmm. and of course German. I have my German research. Well, we wanted there. entertainment <laughs> that was going to 
um, encompass all uh, demographics. And exactly. what, you know, yeah. look, you know, the, when you got kids today that are into TikTok, you know, Louis, mm-hmm. Prima's, Louis Prima's music is all over. Oh, it TikTok. sure is. So, you know, yeah. you get, so, you know, yeah, Penny's from Heaven. So to have, you know, Louis Prima Jr. and the Witnesses performing, you're going to get a, a, a slew of different um, generations of people coming to the show. And it's going to just be one big party for us on that night. And oh, yeah. we're kind of reminiscent of what was on the stage. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, 80, 60 years ago. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That's really true. Yeah. Yep. So, everybody, remember, the box office is open. Um, 12 to 6. Wednesday, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. Yep. Um, and it, always open 24 hours online. I was going to say online. So buy your tickets because remember one thing. If you see a show that you want to see there, it's not a giant place. So uh, when the really good shows happen, tickets are going to sell out quick. Yeah. I mean, we're getting... Every day I'm getting an email about, you know, I really want to go to the Soprano show. And I didn't... I waited to get tickets. I couldn't get tickets. You know, we unfortunately I can't help get anybody tickets. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I I'm lucky that I'm getting to the show. <laughs> you know, I might be the executive director, but it might be a little hard for me to go to my own show that <laughs> night um, because there's not a seat in the house. I can only imagine the drawer of that event. I mean, people love The Sopranos. It's such a celebrated show. It, it, yes, and uh, you know, we we knew it was going to do well. I just don't think we knew it was going to do that well. That well. I mean. You know, we're we're very thrilled about that. And we have a wonderful presenting partner in um, The Bowery Presents. So they uh, present shows with us as well. So this is one of the shows that we partnered with them on. So uh, we're very fortunate to have that that connection. Oh, great. So I, I can just say as we move forward through time, you guys are going to be doing more and more different programming. Yeah, we're going to keep doing stuff, not only on the stage, we're going to be doing some events in our lobby. Um, You know, we are going to try to do events that coincide with things that happen in the village, whether it's a live after five. We're also going to be doing, um, in October, a night at the theater, almost like a night at the museum, where we're going to, for a very select group of people, a sleepover at the theater and talk about whether or not the theater is haunted. Oh. oh, yeah, because we had a paranormal investigation last year. Yeah. And, and, what, and did they find that? You're going to have to come to the yeah. night of the sleepover oh, to find to out. Yes, you have to come to that event to find out, <laughs> is the Patchogue Theater haunted? So there's a lot of fun things. So I do encourage anyone who's listening to keep checking our website uh, or head down to the box office and talk to Robin. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Know. Robin will give you all the info you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. And um, oh, great. So, you know what? I want to thank you, thank too, you. for coming on so thank much you. tonight. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is so fun. And we'll all be looking forward to it. And I'm sure we'll have so you guys back on to talk more about the 100th anniversary. We'd love to. Before it happens. Thank you. Yeah. So, thank you so much for coming. We're honored to have you as guests. Thank you so thank much. You have a great us. night. Thank you. So, anyway, Thanks, before we go, I need to talk to you a little about one of our main sponsors, and that's Gino's Pizza on Portion Road in Lake Ronkonkoma. Now, but as you all know, if you listen to the show a lot, Gino's has been voted the number one pizza place on Long Island for the last two years in a row. They do a lot of great catering. Um, they have some really amazing items on their menu. It's a real family type place. And when you walk into Gino's, they will treat you like your family. Um, you can talk to Austin in there or Dom or Marco, and they'll all take care of you. The whole staff in there is really pretty wonderful. And remember, one of the real specialties that Gino is really good at is they do catering. They do really good food and catering. And of course, it's that time of year. 
getting ready to watch the Super Bowl soon? Well, if you don't want to do all that cooking and you want really, really good food, Geno's can take care of you on that issue. Um, they're really good with that. And um, anyone who hasn't gone there, I would advise going there and start out with the regular slice because their regular slice of pizza is the best I've seen around. There's a few other places that compare, but they're really the ones that do it. So anyway, um, we've had a nice trip to Patchogue. I think what we're going to try to bring you next week is some coverage of the next show that's happening, which is the Harry Chapin retrospective of Harry's 80th birthday. And we'll, t- we'll bring you uh, some sound bites from the show, and we'll talk a little about that. And um, we're going to keep up with the Patchogue Theater's progress, and so we'll see what happens as time goes along. It seems to me like the programming is getting better and better and better. And I thank you two guests for coming on and being responsible for that. Um, I know there's other people that help you, but it, it takes someone with a vision to do something like what you're doing. And you obviously have the vision. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming. And that's been a great show. We'll talk to you next week. And um, basically, you're listening to the show, History Island, 103.9 FM. I'd like to thank my producer, John Gifford, um, my research director, Janet Rishpeter, and of course, always my other producer, Michael Scudero, who always helps us with technical issues every show. So anyway, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there and take care of each other.